what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of cover six flex i am edmund and we are gonna basically do what we normally do update uh, both the nba and the nhl um NHL, a little bit of a shorter update, but um, the Montreal Canadiens um, were able to go on the road and steal game one uh, from the Winnipeg Jets, five to three. Uh, I really believe now, maybe it, it, it really wasn't them beating the Leafs because <laughs> the Leafs they, they always collapse one way or another unfortunately for them but um, but I think game one kind of showed me something and I think they're going to wind up beating the Jets especially after that ridiculous hit by Mark Shifley, Shifel, um at the end of game one you know that, that I, I really thought that that was one of the worst hits I've probably ever seen. Um, for for those who don't know, you can go look it up. Um, he 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 charged him, and the hit was so bad that he was concussed before he hit the ground. Shifey charged him, and. He, it, it was bad. That was one of the worst hits I've probably ever seen. Um, point blank period. Um, and he hit him high, and he wasn't going for the puck. Basically, what happened was it was four to three, with about it was like under forty seconds left. The puck had gotten cleared all the way to Winnipeg's Winnipeg's. Uh, or, or I should just say Montreal's offensive zone. And, of course, they pulled their goalie, so it was like 5-1, 5-1-4, Or, I'm sorry, 6-on-5. But when the puck got cleared, there was literally nobody there. And it went all the way down the ice, but it went behind the net. And I can't remember the player at this particular moment, but he went to get it. And he quickly did a wraparound goal and when he as soon as his puck did like wrapped around for the goal Scheifel just destroyed him I mean he just obliterated him high hit launched himself 
left his feet and 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 the hit just it knocked him out but he was concussed before he hit the ground you could tell and then he hit his head when he hit the ground i felt so bad for the kid i really did because he's a young player and he was really uh doing a good job establishing himself uh as somebody to watch here for the Canadians in their playoffs and now he's out uh, they say that oh sorry he's had concussion issues before but obviously this, this particular hit I mean this is just it doesn't belong in the game um, Shai winds up getting suspended for four games the NHL actually did something about it shockingly um because they never do anything about those kind of things uh they they just it's the wild wild west when it comes to hits for some reason in in the nhl wild crazy hits but yeah they got it done they did something about it and um he's he's gone for four games i think that's probably the right amount um there's some who think that it's too long and i just again you have to you have to look at it from the context of is this a hockey play that's not a hockey play he never went for the puck all right it's almost like the the helmet hitting incident in the nfl that's not a football play so you can't be mad if the hammer gets dropped on you you know miles garrett so yeah i mean i i, I think that that's you know Wilson, they just defend Wilson. I can't, I can't, what am I going to say about that? I mean, you know, he's, he's definitely had some instances where he should have been suspended and wasn't. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to dismiss that. You know, you would be right if that's what you were saying that, you know, So yeah, I mean, he he got he got four games. Uh, if he if he came back, his first game would be in Montreal. Uh, look out! Uh, you know they'll have some fans in the building, but uh, but yeah, um, I, I think they're gonna beat the Jets now. I mean, I think I, I think originally I don't I don't remember if I picked the Jets or not, but I think Montreal is gonna beat the Jets. I do. Um, and I think it's going to set up a really, really intriguing matchup with the Colorado Avalanche, where you have a, a a young defensive team against a young offensive team, and one of the best goalies on the planet, and you let it play out. And I can't I can't wait if that's the if that's the matchup. I think that's going to be phenomenal for um, for hockey because you get a Canadian team, you know. Who hasn't won in a while, you know, not Maple Leaf like, but who hasn't won in a while. And then the best goalie, I mean, best goalie in the world, second best goalie in the world probably, um, against one of the, the, the best stars you have in this league, a top two, top three guy. It's it's gonna be phenomenal, you know. I I am really looking forward to that. Um, if that if that series presents itself, Avalanche and Canadians, that would be great. Um, two really good home ices, too. Um, like, 
just just great just phenomenal if, if that's what turned out to be but uh we'll see speaking of the avalanche uh they take a 2-0 series lead on the vegas golden knights um i try not to overreact um i picked the avalanche in six i'm gonna stick by that prediction I, you know vegas figured out some things and good on them um they're they're vegas is a good team um they always have been i i think that their stars have to wake up um yeah, guys like uh, Marsha So, and I mean, they, they have to wake up. I don't think their first line really has many points in the series so far. Obviously, the Avalanche are out playing them. Nathan McKinnon is Nathan McKinnon. But uh, they've got to get better if, if this series is going to turn around because um, they're going back to Vegas. That should be, you know. They should win game three, but, you know, the Avalanche, like I said, they're tough. This is a tough team, um, and they also have a real good goalie of their own, so, you know, you can't discount that, the fact that they, they can play some defense, too. You know, the first game was just a, a total beating from the Avalanche, but in game two, I think you saw it's more of an even matchup than, than game one let on, and that's why... I took the abs in six because I do think that there's going to be a little bit of a turnaround here. But I will say it better happen fast because, you know, the Avalanche, they haven't lost yet this postseason. So, <laughs> you know, that streak's going to come to an end at some point, right? So we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, the, uh, Carolina Hurricanes defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning last night, uh, three to two in overtime. Uh, Sebastian Aho got the game-winning goal in overtime. And you know, I'm gonna be honest. Carolina has surprised me a little bit. I think that what they've been able to do defensively against the Lightning gives them an opportunity in the series. I. I don't know. I mean, I, I've I've made my thoughts and own on on how you would beat Tampa Bay if you were going to beat them. I think it's difficult. I think you have to be able to play a balanced game. And in the end, I still think that their offense at some point is going to shine through in this series. I mean, so we'll see. Uh, this is what the NHL playoffs are for. You know, Carolina was was. Um, Took it on the road, give them a ton of credit because they couldn't go down 3-0. You know, they couldn't go down 3-0. Um, but game four, tomorrow night, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But if they can continue to hold Tampa Bay down like this, where Tampa Bay scoring two goals a game, basically, that's huge. That's huge because the opportunities will be there. Now, with that said, you know, sometimes you, you look at it and you say, well, how many, how many high-danger scoring chances did Tampa Bay not convert, right? How many two-on-ones did they miss, right? So sometimes it's a matter of how you look at it. But in the end, if you're only scoring two goals a game, don't get me wrong. Um, it, it's not the greatest thing. But even with that said, you know, it's not like Carolina's lighting it up either, right? So you have to, you have to look at it in a certain way. If you're winning the series... You're doing enough to win the series, right? You know, right now you got a, a, a pure defensive battle going on. So I can't, 
I can't knock the way either team's playing, but obviously I'm looking at it more so from the Carolina side saying you're doing something that most teams cannot do, and that is hold down one of the best offensive teams in the NHL, especially on the power play. Their power play is ridiculous. Um, so give them a ton of credit for that. They're, they're doing a, a phenomenal job uh, on that. So... Slow drivers kill me, man. You know, if you're going 60 this early in the morning, like, I, what? <laughs> like, I'm on your tail and I'm going like 57. So, like, what? Like, come on, man. It ain't like I'm behind some big bouldering truck. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on to. Wait, we did the we did we did the two Eastern Conference ones. So now we got to do the the other uh, Western Conference. Oh, now you want to speed up? Okay, is that how it is? Okay. The Bruins and Islanders. We finally, we finally had a defensive game <laughs> between these two good, very good defensive teams. And what do you know, guys? A turnover. No, not even a turnover. I'm sorry. Um, um, a a absolutely ridiculous goal. A really bad angle shot. See, th those are the kind of see the the Bruins won in overtime. It was a very bad angle shot from the from the uh, from the from the board from the boards and. Look, these those are the kind of games when you look back, if you wind up losing this series in six, let's say, or even seven, that game right there where you gave up a really, really bad shot from a really bad angle, you gotta look back at that and say, that cannot happen. It's a two to one game. It's not like it's it was one to one. So clearly, defensively, both teams were doing everything right. And then you give up a super fluky goal. That's tough. That's tough if you're the Islanders. That's real tough. You know, I, I picked Boston in seven, but I mean, you can't you can't give that up. Like you're literally doing everything right, <laughs> and that's the goal you lose on. Like that. Game four is at home. I expect the Islanders to respond, but that has to be at least in the moment disheartening, because you can't you you can't lose like that. You know what I'm saying? You can't. You, both teams came out. I was like, all right, let's cut the offense down, shall we? <laughs> you know? And you you finally do. You finally are playing your type of style hockey on your on your home ice, and that's how you lose. A really bad angle shot, really bad angle uh, goal. Like I I feel when teams lose like that, especially if they're like a really good team. I mean. You know, if you're bad, if you're Maple Leafs, I'm just like, it's the Leafs. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? And I'm not knocking the Leafs. I'm just saying, I mean, they, 
they have a tendency to, to have that happen to them. But that's tough. That's a, that's a tough way to lose. It really is. Um, so let's transition over to the NBA. Um, um, the Clippers and Mavericks. Uh, Luka Doncic scored 42 uh, against the Clippers in Game 5. Um, I, I, I picked the Clippers to win. And I'm still sticking by that prediction. And it actually has nothing to do with anything else except if you look at the fourth quarter of game five, to me, that will determine the rest of the series. Now, let's get out the way that the Clippers absolutely, I don't know what they were doing the last two or three possessions. I, like, Terrence Mann blew it. I mean, he literally blew it. <laughs> I, I, if if I was gonna, if I had posted a picture or or I had posted something about the end of Game Five, the last play of the game, the last play for the Clippers, not the Kawhi shot, which I don't know what that was either. Like, I, I, I you guys know me, I like Kawhi, but that was a dumb shot. Okay, that was an absolutely stupid shot with plenty of time on the clock. You needed a three, yes, but why are you taking a contested three against a long-arm defender when you don't have to? Like, that was bad. But yeah, the, the, the Terrence Mann play when Kawhi and Paul George are in the backcourt and they both are like, what the are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was bad. But this is what I'm looking at, okay? In the fourth quarter, the Clippers finally figured out how to make the switches on Luka Doncic. They went to a box in one zone, all right? They put Kawhi and PG at the top of that box in one, one on the left, one on the right. When Luka calls for the screen on the weakest defender, now the one of those two switch depending on if it comes left or right. Instead of if Reggie Jackson is sticking Porzingis and he calls for Porzingis to do a pick and roll, right? I am then going to make Reggie Jackson go on to someone else and I will take that. That way, if it's a switch, I stay on him. I put Marcus Morris or Batoon already on him on, on ball. Let's see if, and the refs allowed them to play physical in the fourth quarter. That's how they made that 15 point comeback. They allowed them to be physical with Luka. He only scored three points. Nobody talking about that, though. All everybody's talking about is, oh, Luka's so great, and he's just so, oh, my God, I can't believe all the shots that he made. And if they had lost, what would the headline have been? Makes me wonder, right? Three points. <laughs> and he's still struggling from the free throw line. Somebody help me out here. What is going on with that? He's shooting like 40-something percent from the free throw line. Come on, man. Come on, y'all. <laughs> but, yes, I'm still taking Clippers. I still got them winning tonight. But it, it really depends on if the refs are going to allow them to play physical like that because they were really physical. Because, Luka, if you look on the scouting report of Luka Doncic, this is what I would put if I was a scout, right? And I'm not talking about, like, mostly how to stop him. Or I should say mostly what he does well, right? What I'm going to put, slow-footed, 
cannot get by you on the first step unless you're all the way in his hip pocket or he gets a screen, right? So he can't blow by you unless he pushes off, which he does a lot. All the superstar players do, right? Then I'm gonna put if you post if he if he if he has has a lot of strength. So to negate that strength, when he posts up, when he posts up, most of the time, Luca is taking some kind of fall away or fade away shot. If you look at him in the series, so when he posts up, I'm pulling the chair, right? If I'm on the perimeter, I'm gonna make him have to take a contested shot. And I know that sounds easier said than done, but one of the Clippers' problems has been. You let him get a first step on you. I don't know how that happens. And then he does a step back three. Well, look at the series, like I said, game five, fourth quarter. Take a look at game five, fourth quarter, and then everybody telling me how great Luka Doncic is. Because the Clippers were allowed to play physical on him, and guess who the primary defenders were? Nicholas Batum, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Marcus Morris, their best four defenders. And all of a sudden, magically, Luka only had three points in the fourth quarter. Gee, I wonder why. Is it because he's not picking on Zubac? Is it because he's not picking on Reggie Jackson? Is it because he's not picking on the shorter Terrence man, Ray John Rondo? Like, guys, look, man, all I'm saying is let's relax, all right? Because I'm not going to sit here and tell you that in basketball I don't do the same thing. Me and, me and my buddy don't do the same thing pick on the weaker defender but that's a lot less lessened than it is in the nba like the, what the Mavericks are doing is nothing complicated all they're doing is saying okay they got five guys on the floor who's the weakest one okay we're gonna pick on that guy i guarantee you if you pulled up his numbers if you pulled up luca's numbers against paul george and Kawhi, or marcus morris or or nicholas batum out of all the points he scored in this series he set he's, he's got some kind of record going uh, with how many points he scored through five games. If it's like 400 points, I guarantee you 350 of those points are not against their four best defender. He has been consistently killing the switches, which also means his shooting percentage then is lower against their four best defenders. Yes, what a concept. <laughs> like, it's it's not it's not rocket science guys it's really not it's a shame it took tyron lu five games to figure it out though so yes taking the clippers i'll die on that hill they are the better team i mean look at the mavericks offense they got bailed out by two lucky shots from porzingis and tim hardaway jr two shots that let's be honest if they took them 10 times how many times they hit a shot oh and by the way they, they both struggled mightily. Hardaway was 6 for 21. <laughs> like, this ain't rocket science. They don't have any offense. Their offense is literally Luka and a bunch of dudes. So, this series, there's no way it should have went six games. But the Clippers being the Clippers, right? <laughs> you know, they're like the Maple Leafs at this point. So, yeah, still going to take them to win the series. Um, I just think, in the end, they're the better team. I really do. But we'll see. We'll see. Like, I just, the Clippers have allowed them to get away with way too much. Because all these other guys you've seen as the series has gone on, Dorian Finney-Smith, after the first two games, no-shows. No Hardaway Jr., no-show. Uh, 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 
what, what's number 42's name? I can't even think of his name. Uh, I want to say Clayza, and that's not even his name. Kluber. Yeah, no show. On, I'm talking about offensively. They're putting Boban in because they need the offense. Can you believe that? <laughs> Sleep. Like, it's insane, man. It's insane. Yeah, he, he, he helps protect the paint, but in my opinion, if I'm going with a closing five for the Clippers, I got to make Zubak is in that closing five because now I know how to control the switches. I'll put him in the corner. He'll be closer to get a rebound. I'm playing that boxing one, and I'm daring Luka to beat me two straight games against my best players instead of picking on the weakest defender. Zubak, Reggie Jackson, Rondo. Like, no, man, no, uh-uh, no. Let, let's, 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 let's even this series up. Let's, let, let's, let's see how you do. Let's see if you can pull out 44 on super efficient shooting if every defender you face is at least good. You don't have some kind of size advantage on them. Like, against those defenders, he either has a quickness advantage, a height advantage, a weight advantage, or all three. Like, they clamped them in the fourth quarter. But, nah, we ain't going to talk about that. Nah, let's talk about all the other points he scored. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> But they won the game. So I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm not knocking Dallas for winning the game. I'm saying this team, there's no way they should beat the Clippers. But, hey, you know what? Sometimes as a franchise, and I've said this before, like with the Benton with the Maple Leafs, sometimes you're fighting history. And and the Clippers are fighting their own history. <laughs> they cannot get out of their own, own way. They cannot. And I ain't on nobody else except them. They alone got to figure it out. And now they got two games to do it. They got to win both games. So we'll see. We'll see what they're made of. Denver last night eliminated uh, the Portland Trailblazers. And, you know, I, I, at the beginning of the series, guys, I did pick them. Um, and I, I said, hey, I'm going to stick with this prediction. I thought Portland would come back and win. What a crazy game five. Game six, just as crazy. Portland had 20-point lead. Blew it. Um, yeah. I mean, give Denver all the credit. Like I said, man, they never had an answer for Jokic. So that to me, that that's the big, 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 big picture. Phoenix, do they have an answer for Jokic? We'll talk about them in a second. But, you know, Denver, Denver's a real good team, man. Michael Porter, you know, Austin Rivers. You know, these are guys that, and, and Michael Porter, or I'm, I'm sorry, Austin Rivers. He's, he's a guy that the Knicks kind of threw away. Like, think about it. Why did the Knicks lose to the Hawks? Mainly because they couldn't score and they couldn't stop Trey Young. They had four games in the series where they didn't score 100 points against a team that's not a defensive team. That's unacceptable. That's on Thibs. You know, they they pretty much threw him away and said, "We don't need you." This guy, he can get like Austin Rivers is one of those guys who can come off the bench and get you at the very least 10 points on decent shooting. He might go four for 10, but another shot creator and they just threw him away and was like nope we don't need you and that's I mean I'm not saying he would have made the difference against the Hawks I'm just saying they needed scoring in this series and they, they didn't get enough and that's why they got eliminated last night um, or, or two nights ago uh, give the Hawks credit you know I picked the Knicks to win that series 
And not only did the Knicks win only one game, none of the other games were close. <laughs> like, so, hey, give them credit. They're going on to the second round. Like I said, I think Philly is going to just beat them up. But with that said, um, it's going to be a tough series because Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid. Like, right when every every year, this is the problem. This is, this is why I had said I would not have paid Joel Embiid. Because up to that point, he had been injury prone. And now, in what has been the best season for the 76ers in a long, long, long time since the AI days, now you get hurt. Like, I... Are they still going to beat Atlanta? Man, I don't know. <laughs> like... I don't know, man. That does change it. It really does change it. Um, I don't know. That that's a that's a tough one. That's that's a tough one. I I, I I guess I guess I'll probably say yes. They'll still beat Atlanta, but it's gonna take seven games. I don't think they're gonna just walk all over them although them and Washington are similar in that neither team is a defensive team so uh there, there's some advantages there I mean I'm gonna tell you look at the Knicks look at the players on the floor that were able to hold the Knicks under 100 points Trey Young not a defensive player Bogdan Bogdanovich not a defensive player Kevin Herter, not a defensive player. These guys, they might have size and length, but I think Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons are going to feast on these guys. You know, but we'll see. I mean, I at the end of the day, um, Joel Embiid's injury is going to play a huge role. And I kind of think this might be that series where Ben Simmons uh, might step into more of a PF center role. Where we're just gonna go small all the time and make him be one of our bigs. But we'll see. Make him be our small ball five, right? Because the the Hawks can't go small on, on Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons is at the five, they can't go small. Right? They can't put like they could put Clint Capella there, but they can't they can't just go, okay, we're gonna play small too. Whoever the five is is gonna be way too small for Ben Simmons. He's just gonna eat on him. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna give Philly the advantage, you know, better coach, uh, better starting five. Um, I don't know about the bench, but I just think you know, even even with Joel Embiid's injury, I mean, we'll see. In a close game, though, watch for Ben Simmons free throws. I mean, that is now a weapon that can be used against you. <laughs> like he can't shoot free throws, and that's tough. That's tough. So yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, we, we, we started out talking about Denver and Portland and, and, uh, Jokic really, they didn't have an answer for him. Um, 36, eight and six. I mean, he's, he's ridiculous. And now we'll get to, to the, the big stage guys. I, I tweeted out, not on social media, but on The Athletic. 
I made a comment on a post that was like, Anthony Davis is going to play in game six. And I said, that's a big mistake. That's a big mistake because we all know he's hurt. We all know he has a tear in his groin. And guess, guess who else knows? The Phoenix Suns. <laughs> and what they do? Every time there's a switch, we're going to attack them. We're going to make him move them legs. And sure enough, it wasn't five minutes into the game and he gets hurt. Like, this is, guys, understand what these big corporations do, okay? Understand, they will tell you, okay? I don't care what you say, you make this amount of money, you're going to play, okay? that That's the reality. They own you. If the Lakers had won game five, would Anthony Davis have played? Not a chance. Not a chance. You know, so that that was that was a bad, bad call. And I said they were gonna they were gonna win the next two games. I, I didn't. I just LeBron got outplayed by Cameron Payne all series. So you can't sit here and say, you know, he was gonna you know magically be great in Game Five or Game Six. I posted on one site that Game Five was gonna be a blowout, and sure enough, it was. Like, I. I just, like I said, guys, I challenge what people think, all right? If you tell me this guy's the GOAT, where's the evidence, all right? Well, he's got this stat, and he's got this stat, and he's got this stat, and he's got this stat. Okay, what was he doing in the playoffs? Well, he got in the first round, he's undefeated. Well, that's over, right? We can't use that anymore. And by the way, what is that? What is that? When people say LeBron's the GOAT because he's never lost in the first round, nobody else in the Hall of Fame has that statistic. Nobody, nobody else ever points to that t statistic for any other player. Nobody said, you know why Larry Bird was great? Because he never lost in the first round. Nobody else says that. Why is that a thing? Because we like him. Even though it's a giant. Like, that makes no sense. That's like me telling you, you know what? I'm undefeated in first dates. What does that even mean? <laughs> Isn't the ultimate goal to get married? Okay, so what the heck does a first date mean? Like, that that is such a useless argument. <laughs> like, you know what? This coach is undefeated in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Okay, but does he win the championship? <laughs> like, what? What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. Like, oh my God, unbelievable. But he played like dog crap the entire series, and I don't care if he was hurt or anything. No, I'm not going to let people use that double standard of his teammates didn't do well and he was hurt. And I, No, you guys could proclaim him the king. You guys are the ones who say he's so great. He's the GOAT. He's second best in the world after Mike. Whatever it is that you say, you like, okay, so every single playoff series, he's going to be great. That's what you're saying. Every single playoff series, it's never going to be his fault. Every single playoff series, despite him relentlessly getting attacked on defense, never going to be his fault. <laughs> like, come on, man. 
The Suns left no doubt as to who was the better team in the series. Like, it's 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 ridiculous. He played like crap the entire series and last night. Like, I I no, no, you you don't get to live that down. You don't get to have great performances, get praise, and then have a bad performance and get no criticism. You're the reason people put butts in the seats. You're the reason that people talk about the Lakers. Like, no, you don't get to live that down and say, oh, no, it, bro, he he was not impactful on the floor. The Suns were not afraid of him. And for good reason. And Devin Booker, man, 47 points. The sun, the Suns are here. This is their time, right? If Chris Paul is decent, they got a shot against Denver. You know, I don't, I don't know about, um, um, I don't know if Aiden can be the answer against Jokic, but he defended AD pretty well, so maybe he is. You know, we'll see, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting series. Um. It's hard for me to pick someone at this point, although I guess I kind of have to. Um, um, man, it's tough. It really is tough because I, I honestly believe that the series will come down to the role players. Um, you know, if Chris Paul is not, I mean, he's he's been he's been better these last few games, but. Jokic, Michael Porter against Paul and Booker and and Aiden, you know, Paul Booker Aiden or Booker and Aiden. Um, you know, it's it's role players. It's it's Aaron Gordon who's not necessarily a role player. He's more of a he's more of a glorified role player of anything. Um I don't know, that's tough. That's tough for me to to look at and determine uh, right now, but I, I guess if I'm picking somebody, um, to me it's a it's it's a toss up. There's 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 great things on each side, but I guess I'm gonna go with Phoenix in seven. Um, I don't necessarily think they're the better team, uh, but I do think that Aiton can give Jokic problems. I mean, if you think about why AD sus does so well on him. It's because Jokic, like Doncic, is not athletic. He's he's really slow-footed. He is just fundamentally so sound that it doesn't matter, right? So when facing guys of similar caliber, he destroys them. But when facing guys that have athleticism and have um, the same size or more as him, Aiden can give him some problems. Problem is with pick and roll, you know, I don't know how much it's going to matter anyway, right? Um, but I'll, I'll take Phoenix. I mean, I'll, I'll say that Booker is probably, after Jokic, the second best player in the series. It, it, and I say that because Chris Paul's he's still iffy. I mean, he could, he could play one game, not play the next. I don't know. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, it would, it would probably be Chris Paul if it wasn't Booker. Um, but Booker, is he's he's better than Gordon, right? Um, he's better than um, uh, 
Millsap, right? Although he's going to loom large in this series too. Um, their size, you know, that that's what I want to see. Can Phoenix force Denver to go small? And I, D Jokic would be obviously at the five. That's the question. You know, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting series, but you outplayed the Lakers bigs. I mean, outside of Jokic, who else is really on that level? I mean, Millsap is probably better than anybody else, including Gasol. Um, but outside of that, I mean, do we see a bowl bowl in this series? <laughs> right? I don't know. You know, it, it's it's some intriguing matchups, but I'll go ahead. I'll 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 take Phoenix. I mean, you you beat the defending champ, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, they they can take it. They can they can they can at least go to the West Finals. So. We'll see. We'll see. Um the Nets and Bucks, we talked about that briefly um already. The the Celtics got or the yeah, they got eliminated by the oh my god, by the Nets. Um give the Nets all the credit in the world, guys. They they they're they're a very good team and it, and with them being injured too, it, it hurts. But like I said, I'm gonna I'm still taking the Bucks, even a couple days after being able to think about it. I just think Giannis is going to be too much for him. Their offensive rebounding, if you put DeAndre Ayton on the floor, Giannis is going to kill him because he already did it back in whatever their last matchup was, I think. I don't know if it was March or April. He had like 50 on efficient shooting. I mean, he was just taking DeAndre Ayton to school every, or DeAndre Jordan to school every time because the truth of the matter is, if you say – the, the Bucks don't have an answer for KD. You'd be right. Giannis would be the only chance. If you say therefore that the Nets don't have an answer for Giannis, I think you'd be more right because the problem is, see, Giannis is not a regular player in that he's going to come out and shoot threes and all that. But he's going to beat the Nets where they're inefficient, offensive and defensive rebound. And that means second chance points. That means extra possession. And on the defensive end, he has an impact where even if you try to switch on to him and say, oh, he's long, he's, he's lengthy, he's not going to be able to keep up, he can hold his own. He's a lot like Joel Embiid in that way, in that his size, he's not normal. <laughs> Normally you'd say, okay, let us get let me get Kawhi on, on Porzingis' switch, okay? Well, Kawhi's going to win that the majority of the time. Whereas in this matchup, if you say, let me get you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden on Giannis. Giannis is going to hold his own. He's going to lose some, but he's going to win some too, right? So it's not a complete minus. And that's where I think he's going to have the biggest impact in this series to me. He's the only guy who is not going to need help on a defender. He's the only guy who, if they, if they put him in the post, it doesn't matter if it's against Kevin Durant. It doesn't matter if it's against uh, DeAndre Jordan. They better double. Because if they don't, it's going to be two points or it's going to be either a offensive rebound, foul shots. I mean, he is going to be the biggest key to me in this series. I really, really believe that. To me, if the Nets are going to win this series, it's going to, you're going to have to, like I said it the first time, Middleton and Holiday are going to have to be outplayed by Kyrie and James. And everybody thinks that's such a mismatch because they're only looking at one side of the ball, the offense. It's not a complete mismatch because two of those guys can defend 
the other two. The opposite is not true, right? So that's why I look at it and I say, I'm taking the bucks. Even if it goes seven, I'm still taking the bucks. Because I believe they brought those guys in for this specific matchup of we got all these stars on the floor. Can we hold them down? Can we make their life difficult, right? We'll see. It's going to be an interesting series. going to be interesting. Anyway, guys, that's it for me. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, like, comment, subscribe, and I will catch you next time.